do you want to learn how to podcast? Get the free Lazy Podcaster guide at lazypodcaster.com. Everything you need to learn how to podcast with minimal time and expense. This episode's going to be about uh, fire and um, how COVID-19 and the current situation has affected my investments. Um, so obviously, uh, most fire people are invested in the stock market. If you just leave your money in the stock market, um, this has been true over any something like 15-year period over the last 100 years or so. If you, if you just leave it there for the ups and downs, you'll get about 7% a return on it it's if you're an index fund and an index fund if you don't know just spreads your money across say the top 100 shares in the uk or the top the dow jones which may be the top 40 shares in the us something like that and um, have a few different index funds it spreads the risk and if you just leave it in there the whole time you get about seven percent a year um what you can do though is and what i've done is if, if it's if it's obvious there's going to be um a big drop in the stock market, which I think has been obvious for about a month to six weeks, just pull your money out of the stock market. Um, we've been seeing signs that um, the coronavirus is going to have a huge impact in most countries. Um, this has been obvious since early mid-February, I'd say. We either thought it was going to be uh, the Chinese supply chain disrupted and maybe a few other countries disrupted on a low level, that would still probably be enough to put us in recession. And a recession is um, a shrinking of the economy for two or more quarters, I think. That's kind of, was kind of that's been the best case scenario for over a month. Um, but what, what we're in now, and this has been quite obvious this is going to happen since uh, I think at least the end of February, beginning of March, is, and we're, and we're hardly into this now, um, if you look, there's just a few hundred cases in most countries. And uh, at the time of recording on the 19th of March, even Italy's only got 18,000. That's a country of about 60 million people. So we're, we're a tiny fraction of the way in. If, if, if this does infect 50% of the population, 70% of the population, which is, is likely to happen unless it can now be contained, um, then we're barely any way into this. The stock market is already down tens of percent, like, 30%, around 30% in the UK and US and other major indices. Um, and this has barely begun. Once we start seeing math, I mean, it, it's very morbid, but once we start seeing uh, mass graves or just um, once we start seeing uh, hundreds or thousands or millions of concurrent cases of this, the stock market's only going to go further down. And of course, this is very sad. My thoughts go out to anyone affected by this. This is terrible. It'd be better if this hadn't happened. Uh, but bad things happen, and we have to deal with them. And the and the question is, how do we invest in this time? So I pulled all of my money out of the stock market at the beginning of March, when it was obvious that um, the global supply chains would be disrupted for months, at the very least. But even more than that's happened, um, as you as you saw, certain some or most countries begin to shut down things like flights, uh, entertainment events, all, all high street shops, things like that. The knock-on effects of any one of these would have probably been to, would have created a recession because, oh, that local clothes shop's not open, the staff there don't get paid, they can't buy food, the supermarket doesn't get money. It, these knock-on effects ripple throughout the economy. It's all very obvious stuff. So I just pulled all my money out of the stock market in early March. 
for some reason, I haven't heard any other fire people doing this, even though it's it's blindingly obvious. Not only are we going going into a, a big downturn, this is going to be a once in a hundred year downturn, probably. Hopefully, civilization will survive. Um, so I pulled all my money out then. What was my money in? I bought some Tesla back in May at two hundred dollars. Um, I got out of some of that um, when it went up to like eight or nine hundred dollars around then. Um, got back the initial investment. Um, I also had some index funds, which they didn't do anything in the last year. That I think they were down three or five percent when I sold. And I had some Apple that had, had been in there for maybe ten years, which has gone up about three hundred percent. Now, since I sold everything, the stock market's gone down about 30%. I think it's likely, again, this is not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just telling you what I'm doing. I think it's likely to go down, assuming civilization survives, I think it's likely to go down at least another 30% um, because so many bad things are, are going are likely to happen. Um, once, once that happens, I will have pretty much 10x'd my portfolio inside a year. Now, that's based on me owning a lot more shares for the same money when I buy back in because the market will have gone down so much. So which shares do I buy? How do I decide what to buy them? I rarely buy individual stocks. It has to be a very special situation when I buy individual stocks because you, it's, it's very hard to predict uh, what is going to make a company um, outperform the market by a lot. So index funds are the safer option. I've only uh, bought a handful of individual stocks. One of them was Apple when it uh, in the early 2000s when it, it was so much better than the competition. Um, it was obvious that it was going to make a lot of money doing what it's doing. The other company that's like that at the moment is Tesla. They are orders of magnitude ahead of every other car company. It's, it's like um, they have a flying car and the other car companies are a horse and cart. They're going from zero to one in many different areas. Uh, if you don't know what Zero to One is, it's it's a great book by uh, Peter Thiel. It basically talks about when a company um, goes from, say, uh, a, a normal f a normal phone, a normal cell phone in the mid two thousands to an iPhone. It's orders of magnitude better. It's going for, it's it is going from a horse and cart to a car. This doesn't happen that often. But when companies do it, they're likely to be very successful. And if they have a proven track record like Tesla. Um, they're likely to become huge companies, extremely successful companies. They're likely to um, destroy the competition. The, the innovation in the car industry, basically, there hasn't been any for decades. Cars are very bad products, and they never really get much better. Um, what, what's much better about a car now than it was in the 80s? Nothing. Um, no, no, it's been a 1% change per year. Um, and if you look at the background radiation of innovation, which is just general innovation that happens in the background, cars have actually been getting worse. Well, the, the innovation inflation, you could say. Cars have, cars have been getting worse. It's pathetic how bad car companies are. Tesla's come in and it's basically invented the electric car sector. It uses innovation. Uh, it, it's constantly think, rethinking um, how to make cars. It uses innovation on every level. It, it takes car companies five years to design a, a new model, and that new model might have a, a slightly different shaped um, door and a go faster stripes. Like new car companies are a joke. Tesla does more innovation in a few weeks than any other car company has done in the last twenty years. 
Um, for example, on the new Cybertruck, they've put the uh, chassis on the exterior of the car, meaning they don't need um, a chassis, saving a lot of weight, making it cheaper to build. They've created the uh, electric power chain train, which didn't exist. They're, they're constantly innovating on batteries. They have new battery technology coming out now. Tesla are destroying the, uh, the conventional um, car industry. This, this uh, company is so much better than their competition. I feel confident putting money into that. But it's very rare that you would really know a company well enough unless you're um, unless you own it or running it to, to really put much of a bet um, behind individual stocks. This is why um, and this is advice many people have given. This is why I either uh, invest in extremely um, impressive companies that are orders of magnitude better or just index funds. So that's what my money was in. Since I pulled it out, it's gone down about 30%. I think it will go down to about 60%, 70% maybe. This is going to be a huge recession. Did I know Tesla would go up four to five times uh, when I invested in it in May last year? No, I didn't. I, I thought it would go up four to five times or 10 or even 100 times um, over the course of the next decade because I think Tesla is going to be the most valuable company of all time. And the thing that tipped it over for me was the robo-taxis. They um, said they intend to do. So Tesla already makes the best electric cars. They're already five years ahead, 10 years ahead in that category compared to the lame uh, competition. Their competition is legacy car manufacturers. Legacy car manufacturers have a huge investment in a dated dealership network, in extremely dated um, internal combustion engine technology. They have a vested interest in not investing in electric cars because it eats their current business model. Their current business model is selling cars at, at a loss or not much of a gain and then selling ex very expensive overpriced parts to uh, existing owners and expensive servicing. None of, none of that's required with an electric car. Uh, electric cars are far cheaper to run, obviously don't require petrol and they don't require anywhere near as much servicing because they're much simpler. Um, this is why legacy car companies have huge investments in this dated technology that's dying. Um, to to make new cars, that's a completely or, or there's a lot of completely different skills required. Um, it, it's unfair. It's an unfair fight. Tesla's going to annihilate all of these companies. I'll be surprised if 50% of major car companies exist in 20 or 30 years. And if they do, they'll probably have gone bust and be bought out. They'll be in a very different form. Anyway, robo taxis are. Um, a self-driving Ubers, basically. And this is great for Tesla because they already make um, very cheap, very good electric cars. And they are already arguably the number one in self-driving. Couple this with a pretty simple-to-make Uber-type service. And how can anyone possibly compete with that? Because any other service would have to buy cars from someone else and may have inferior self-driving. And even if we assume that self-driving is going to become a commodity... Tesla's still making the cars. How can you possibly compete with that? So once I heard that, that's what made me invest money in Tesla. And I will be getting back into Tesla. So that this this is the next logical question, which is when to get back into the market. Um, now, it, it, this is going to be a hard one. As I say, there's, there's several months of um, trouble ahead. So personally, I'm not going to even think about getting back, back into the market until we can see an end in sight for Corona. So maybe that's six months, maybe that's a year. I'm not sure. I think it's going to take longer than most people think it will. Uh, but this is this is one thing I would say to people who just leave their money in the market. 
um, which seems to be most prominent fire people I've heard of. They, they, their uh, entire investment has gone down maybe 30% in the last few weeks. Why didn't you pull the money out? It was so obvious, so blindingly obvious the stock market was about to crash. Why on earth did you leave your money in it? Let's run through two scenarios. Let's say um, COVID's pretty obviously, at the very least, going to cause significant disruption over the next few months. What's the risk of taking your money out of, out of the stock market at this point? You might, let's say you've got a hundred grand or a million pounds in the stock market. You take all of that out. The, the only risk is really that the stock market will go up a lot in the next few months and you'll miss out on that gain. Why on earth, after a 12-year bull market, why on earth would the stock market shoot up during a, an international pandemic? That doesn't make any sense. What's much more likely to happen is the stock market's going to crash during an international pandemic. And this was obvious long before the stock market had really gone down much at all. Why didn't you get out? This is this is one very... You can leave your money in, as, a, as a coherent strategy. You can leave your money in the stock market all the time, not try and pick up an ups and downs um, normally. But if you see a mega recession coming and you're still near the start of it, just take all your money out what's the problem? You could, by the end of the crisis, you could have two or three times as much. You could have gone up from 200 grand to 600 grand, from 500 grand to 1.5 million, or from five grand to 15 grand, or whatever it is. You could have massively increased um, the investment capital you have available. Not only would it be cheaper when you buy, it's likely to shoot up again during the recovery. And there is There is one other category of shares that I buy, and I, I stole this idea from Warren Buffett in his book, um, Snowball. He's, he's, he's probably the most successful investor who ever lived, certainly alive today. Is when you see, I think I did this for Barclays Bank during the LIBOR scandal, but I may be wrong. But when, when you see a company, and I don't really get into um, fig, figures very much. Um, some people really go deep on that stuff. They spend hours and hours every week looking at this stuff. I, I tend to use rules of thumb and shortcuts, as previously mentioned, uh, around companies like Tesla. But you can look at a PE ratio if you want to ensure, if you want to make sure what I'm about to tell you makes sense. But if you look at a company that has just had extremely bad PR, maybe they've had a product recall, something that will give them very bad publicity and which will make the share price go down a lot, maybe as much as a half, uh, in a very quick amount of time, but doesn't fundamentally change the value of the company, which I think is what happened to Barclays um, when there was a scandal around them. I think I did this with another company when there was a there was a food and drinks company with a, a drink recall. Um, one, if this company deals with the PR well, and maybe even if even if it doesn't, it's likely that this problem will go away, and the underlying value of the company will come back into the share price within a year. Happened with Barclays, happened with this other company that I invested in. Um, if you look at the PE ratio, it, as long as the PE ratio of the company whose shares have just gone down was in line with other companies in the sector before that happened, then it's very likely to go up again if you don't think there's been any long-term damage. Um, it's, just a, it's a classic way of just making some money. Um, so that's the other category um, I invest in. But if you just want a very simple strategy, 
um, to get more than seven percent. Again, I'm not I'm not guaranteeing anything here. This isn't financial advice. But to get more than seven percent, just leave your just leave your money in there. But when you can clearly see a recession coming, just take it all out. Or if you're not sure, take half of it out. Because if you if you time that well, um, you, you could be doubling your money every time there's a recession, which is what, roughly every ten years. So that's that's my ten cents. Um, yes, I was lucky with Tesla going up so much in such a short space of time, um, but I, I think this this strategy is sound, and it would have gone up that much, would have just taken a bit longer, um, and I, I think my returns would be well above well above the seven percent. I think you're looking at like thirty percent per year, something like that. But the magic time to make money from the stock market is if you can see when a recession is coming, which I think you normally will have some idea is get out completely, begin getting back in around the bottom. It's very hard to predict exactly where the bottom is, but start getting back in maybe 10% at a time when it looks like you're getting to around the bottom and then, and then ride it back up again. If that, in that year, you, you can, you can maybe make two, three, four, four X over the next five years, maybe more than that. Um, something else that has, has been good for me in the last year as well is Tesla that went up nearly five X in a year as well. But if you're in these good companies, that's the kind of thing that can happen. It's not always going to happen. This is not financial advice. I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen to you. But these are some strategies you can employ um, with varying degrees of risk. If you want a really safe strategy, just leave your money in the whole time, including in the downturns. If you want to tweak that slightly with very little risk, just get out immediately before a recession and then start getting back in towards the bottom. And if you want to layer a bit more on top of that, try and find exceptional companies to invest in very occasionally. Otherwise, just leave it all in index funds. Okay, that's my strategy. Interested in any feedback? Why you think I'm right? Why you think I'm wrong? Speak to you soon. Digital Nomad on Fire. Tap subscribe in your podcast app to get every episode. Please review the podcast on iTunes. It really helps. Go to digitalnomadonfire.com for more info. Thanks.